calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, everyone. Trevor here, head writer and creator of The Chardon Tapes. Just wanted to let you all know that our one-off bonus episode, Flight of the Bumblebee, premieres on this feed next Friday, September 16th at 9am PDT as part of the Apollo Creator Showcase 2022. As such, we'll be taking some time off from our regular episode releases next week, with episode 68 postponed until the following Friday, September 23rd. We hope you enjoy this exciting new chapter in the Homestead universe and that you check out apollopods.com Trevor for more information about the other amazing creators in the showcase. Now, on with the show. This episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our supporters on Patreon. Ryan, Brian Mel, Edward, and Marie Willis. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains strong elements of existential dread, unreality, self-destructive behavior, claustrophobia, and severe character injury, depictions of guilt and grief, and loud noises including screams. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. Thank you. 
abyss of all that was and was not and will be again is within me and without me and beyond me and below me and before me forever and ever. Amen. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Isaac Bailey, recording for ISFA Internal Records. Personal log, January 15th, 2020, at 11.45 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Ren, if you're hearing this, if 
anyone's hearing this, then that probably means I failed. And if that's true, then this... Wait. Hold on. There. That should keep anyone else out of here until I'm done. I, I really have no idea how long this is going to take. Uh, Amanita gave me some good pointers, but I still don't fully understand how this other world works. I know I'm taking a massive risk doing this on my own without telling anyone, but I really can't think of a better option right now. If I tell Ren or Caldwell or any of the ISFA folks, I'll be locked in this lab anyways, just like they did with Anna. If I tell Kate or Bill or Maria, then then I'll have to tell them that I pushed someone into the void back in November and lied about it. They already look at me like I'm some kind of freak half the time. I don't want them to think I'm an actual monster. I might have told Jerry if he was still here, but I have to do this on my own. But if I don't make it out of this, then I do want the truth on record for the sake of my conscience, if nothing else. So, on the morning of November 5th, 2019, I pushed law enforcement officer Molly Davis of the U.S. Forest Service through a hole in space-time near Santa Lucia State Park into the supernatural other world behind it. It was an unthinking, instinctive act of self-defense that I still don't fully understand, but out of fear and a need for secrecy, I did not attempt to pull her back into the universe before I left. As far as anyone in Oslo can tell, she's still missing. It's been difficult, but I was able to do some research on her. She has a family in Scalo, a wife and two kids, and a dog I honestly thought was Russell for half a second. They're all waiting for her to come home. And I'm the one that took her from them. So I have to fix it. I'm the one who has to make this right. No matter the cost. All right. Observe the breath. Okay. So far, so good. I'm in the same underground space I saw in the cabin, but it's different this time. I can still see the walls of the lab, but it doesn't feel like I'm going to sink through the floor this time. There's also no sign of the Guardian, thank God. I wonder if it... Oh. Yeah, that's definitely me down there. Amanita said that doing this pushed me outside my physical body, and uh, it's currently sitting on the floor of the lab. That is 
weird. I'm still connected to it. I I can feel everything it's feeling that that I'm feeling, but... (sighs) Out-of-body experiences are a trip. (sighs) Hopefully this is still being picked up by the recorder. It was when Amanita taught me how to get here the first time, so... It should be on the tape now, somehow. At the very least, this all confirms my current theory about the Guardian, that it's a kind of immune system for this place, and the first time I crossed the veil, I pulled too much of physical reality in with me. My body, for one thing, along with most of the basement. None of that's ever supposed to enter this place, so the Guardian came to close the wound and eradicate the infection. But now... This part of me is always here, on the other side. I'm just looking through its eyes now. If that's the case, I really hope the Guardian hasn't found Molly yet. I can't focus on that. I need to figure out how I'm going to find her first. I mean, I mean, Hominita called me a seeker, so I should be able to find her, right? Molly! Molly Davis, can you hear me? Amanita didn't call this the infinite for nothing. Maybe...
doesn't feel like anything's broken. I don't know how I ended up on my feet, though. I guess wherever and however I fall out of the veil, my physical body just follows. Lucky me. I... I don't know how much you actually heard, but I'll try to describe what happened. After I focused on Molly and my connection to her, I tried to move in the direction I thought was towards her, but the moment I did, the entire world just lurched away from me. I could have sworn I was going the right way, but I honestly don't know shit about this place. Up is down, down is up. It'll be a wonder if I can find anything. Knock it off, Bailey. You have to try. You have to find her. Huh. The clock seems like it's gone off. My watch says midnight, but it reads half past two. might have been off before. I, I didn't check before I started. I should keep an eye on it from here on, though. Time might get a bit shaky in there. some way to find her in here. Some kind of link. I assumed it would be emotional because that's what my abilities are mostly based on. At least, uh, I mean, that's how it is on the other side. Maybe it's different in here. Hamanita said that human emotions press against the veil and influence this place, so maybe they're too powerful to navigate by in here? Or, or too... Unfocused, maybe. My feelings about Molly are all tied up in other things, other people. So if the emotion's too general, what a better name. What about focusing on her specifically and the moment I pushed her into this place without emotion? Would that work? Something's... Something's happening, at least. The, um... The fog is moving faster now, though it almost seems like it's it's going backwards. And I can see glimpses of the waves beneath it, though they're all blurred out and, and unclear. It's almost like looking at a time-lapse. I, I can see the shifting and undulation of the water more clearly sped up, and there are, there are lights down there in the fog. Almost like lightning seen through cloud, but not. They're all different colors and sizes, and I can feel 
different emotions rising from each one. The different minds. It's like how, like how Ned described it. Lights in a lightless place. I guess. I guess this is where we were both born. I can't worry about that now. I, I need to find Molly, and I don't think she'd be in the fog. At least I hope not. Something tells me that's not a fun place for humans to exist. Maybe if I can move towards the shoreline. When I was there with Amanita, it looked like the place Kate saw Anna, so maybe that's where people who cross the veil show up? Through those doors? Though maybe I'm taking this place too literally. There's no physical reality to any of this, but I'm seeing waves and fog shorelines that look real, that, that look solid. I'm guessing this is all just my brain interpreting something that is, by definition, incomprehensible, forcing it to make sense. No wonder I'm seeing waves. I wonder what someone else would see if they were here. I need to be careful I don't assume too much of anything I see. Sorry, I just... There's another light down in the fog. A bigger one, and more consistent. It's a deep, bright red, and it's still flickering, but... It's not like lightning. It's more like... Fire. An unnatural, hungry fire. I know that power. Okay, I know I moved that stool out of the way last time. How is it still... When did the lights go out? Okay, they must be on a timer. I'm guessing time is moving faster out here than, than it does when I'm in there. Yeah, clock in here says it's almost four, but my watch is still just past midnight. I need to be careful. If I stay too late, someone might realize the door is broken. it's getting easier to slip in and out of this place. But I haven't found her yet. Not by a long shot. Her name got me this far, but 
I think that's about as much as I can hope for. What other link do I have? The guilt is, is strong, but not personal. I don't know her, so I'm not connected to her. Not the way I need to be to use it as a guide. So what else do I... Right, uh... So, I, I'm still outside my physical body, but I guess whatever I take with me into this place shows up here. Including my phone. Or at least some reflection of it. Like that's, uh... Well, I guess that's good to know. And if that's the case, then... Listen, I know what you've probably heard about me. But trust me when I say I didn't have a choice when I ran. There's more play in Oslo than anyone knows, and Morrison is not who people think he is. What are you talking about? Morrison! He has some kind of agenda. It, it's, it's working. I, I don't know what it is yet. I'm moving now over the fog and waves and towards you know, like OCPD? I think that's the shoreline, but I can't be sure. What's going on here? It's wrong. Uh, 
I'm, uh, I'm, I'm back in the real world, but uh, not in Merriweather. Definitely not. This is wherever it is. It's it's underground, d- deep underground. I'm, uh, I'm guessing wherever I went on the other side, it's dump me back out here buried a hole in the ground just just big enough to hold me it's unstable it feels like it's crushing my arms and legs but I can't I can't move. I can't see. Molly, Molly, help, please. No, no, no. She's not. She's not there anymore. As she ever was. Talk to me. Please don't be dead. Please don't be dead. Oh, thank God. Anyone, this is a medical emergency. Med Lab 4, uh, level 10. Please hurry. Uh, copy that, Med Lab 4. Uh, EMTs are on their way. Please describe the subject's injuries. Uh, bad. It's hard to tell what's blood and what's... I think it's dirt. Dirt? Uh, from where? That's what I want to know. Sam, don't move, don't move. You're you're very hurt. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. The medics are on their way. Just stay still. Try to stay awake. <laughs> I was having such a nice dream. How, how did you get in here? Well, I 
was having nightmares about you. You were lost and calling out for help, and I had to find you, but I couldn't. I couldn't fall back asleep, so I went down to your room, and when I didn't find you there, I... You came looking for me on the locksmith lab. Broken. Was I wrong to be worried? <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Good thing you only found me now, or else... Sam? Sam, wake up. Sam? Alma, check his vitals. Roger that. Meg, get that stretcher up and ready to move him. Copy that, boss. Mr. Sheridan, please step aside. What? I'm not going to leave him. You can stay in the room, but you need to get out of our way. Right, sorry. BP 88 over 40. Heart rate 55 BPM. Offset 89 and falling. All right, let's get him onto the stretcher. Easy, though. I don't like the sound of his breathing. Ready? Alma, get a blood pack and an antibiotic solution going. Now. Copy that. What's the... Two broken ribs, a punctured and deflated lung, severe lacerations and bruising across 90% of his body, not to mention sustained oxygen deprivation and lung damage exacerbated by dust inhalation. And to top it all off, further mental and physiological trauma from disorientation and burial. If he were fully human, he wouldn't be alive right now. If he was fully human, he wouldn't be able to put himself in that situation in the first place. Sorry, I just... Bad joke. If anyone could manage that, it would be Samuel Isaac Bailey, and we both know it. Yes, sir. You were tasked with keeping an eye on Anna's searchers. All of them. Making sure they stayed safe and on task. I gave you full discretion on how to accomplish those directives, but this incident, along with their unplanned detour in Texas, demonstrates how short-sighted that was. Dr. Caldwell, if we try to push them any- Don't interrupt me, Park. Your laissez-faire attitude has proven completely insufficient to keep these civilians in line. If they're to survive the next few months, much less accomplish their mission, then we need to offer them a higher degree of discipline. Of direction. Doctor, if I may? Go ahead. I've been listening to the team's logs. All of them. They're already chafing under what few restrictions they have. And like you said, they're civilians. They have no ties to the organization beyond the ones we foster. And if we push them too far, they'll just leave. The fear of Morrison will only keep them here so long, especially if what Leroux told them is true. I leave you to figure out the right balance of carrot and stick, Wren. But no stick isn't an option. Not anymore. They need to be brought in line, and if you keep giving them as much slack as you have, then it's only so much rope for them to choke themselves with. Rain them in, or I will. Are we doing the right thing, Dana? Is all of this... Is it all worth it? Ren, it's the end of the world we're talking about. Survival is the ultimate good. And when it's threatened for the whole of humankind, all moral lines have to be redrawn. Salus populi suprema est. You're right. 
course you're right. I'll keep a closer eye on all of them from here on out. Sam especially. Once he's out of the med bay, at least. We can be human again after we're done, Ren. For now, if we must be monstrous to survive, then let us become monsters. Sheridan Peeps, episode 67, Arobus Taneo Lupum, starring Alejandro Sejudo as Amanita, Trevor Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, Leslie Redman as Molly Davis, Virginia Spots as Kate Sheridan, Sam Taylor as Ren Park, and Chris Allison as Daniela Caldwell, with additional voices by Chris Hubbard, Alyssa Gazer, Alma Meyer, and Meg Honnold, and original music by Jesse Hogan. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, this is Homestead on the corner and you're listening to the Sheridan Tapes. I was waiting in the undertow Said I drift with fed away light bulbs Unaware of where my heart would flow I was waiting in the undertow Like a lover who 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.